What's up guys? I hope you all are having a wonderful day and if not then you've come to the right place because this is the Mental Revival Podcast. I'm your host Marco Tyner and I just want to thank you guys for tuning in because this is the podcast where lives begin to change. Whether you're looking for encouragement, motivation, healing, love, or laughter, the Mental Revival Podcast has it all because we're allowing God and His Word to transform our minds and way of thinking. If you guys love what you're hearing, be sure to like or download this video and don't forget to share it with your friends and family. And without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Yes, guys, I'm very excited to present another episode to you all because we are diving into a new series. This series titled Healing Through the Hurt. Healing Through the the hurts and i know this is going to be a tough series for some people as i was preparing this episode god made me realize that it's tough for me as well you know the great thing about sharing god's word is that you may think you're over it or you have healed through some things but something pops up in your life and it makes you realize that you have work to do and this series is just going to make me realize that i have healing to do and i'm sure that we all have healing to do and That's why I feel it's important that we talk about this because we live in a generation now where we like to sweep everything under the rug. We like to pretend problems don't exist. And if we don't heal from our hurt, it has negative consequences and it has negative effects on our life. And that is what part one of this episode will be about, because today we're just going to be talking about the dangers of unaddressed pain, of unaddressed hurt and unaddressed trauma. So I want you guys to sit back, relax, breathe in, breathe out, soften your heart and be able to receive what God has, because this is going to be tough. But I promise you, God will not give me this for no reason and that this is going to touch someone today. So let's dive into this and let's just talk about why we need to understand what these dangers are. And as I said before, as people, we go through things we may wish we didn't. You know, we go through things that causes trauma, things that were painful events for us, things that landed us in unfortunate situations. And all of us go through these things. And those traumatic experience may be something like sexual assault or witnessing domestic violence. We may experience painful events like a close friend or family member passing away. And we may lay, we may even land in unfortunate situations such as a divorce or some type of betrayal in a relationship. Now, the issue isn't the fact that we went through these things. The main problem is that we listen to and we follow a culture that subliminally teaches us to ignore our problems, our hurts, and our trauma. Again, we follow a culture that blindly teaches us to ignore the things we went through, to ignore the trauma we've experienced, to ignore the painful events in those situations that we ended up in. We say things like men should be strong. And if a man shows feelings, emotions, then it's a sign that he's weak. We say things like a strong, independent woman gets it on her own. She doesn't need a man. And if she does, she isn't strong or independent. We tell people to reciprocate energy. We tell our friends to, quote unquote, do them how they do you. And then 
nowadays we just believe that drugs, sex, and money is the key to healing any hurt or trauma. And the problem with these statements and similar ones along this line is that we are misleading and teaching and influencing the wrong things to the upcoming generation. You see, we are making this new generation and even us, we're making ourselves believe that replacing healing with worldly things is a far better way to deal with that hurt and trauma. Again, instead of going to a therapist or going to church or actually releasing those problems. We feel that smoking, we feel that drinking, we feel that having sex, we feel that pursuing money is a better way to deal with that hurt rather than taking healthy steps. We feel that trying to heal and get our mental white and do something positive to heal from that hurt or trauma is considered lame or is considered being a square. You have people that go to church, you have people that take the time away from their friends to go to a therapist and people look at them as if they're lame, as if they're being a square, as if they're acting different. In reality, they're just trying to get their health together. They're trying to get their mental health together and they're trying to heal from those traumatic experiences. And we feel that unaddressing the hurt is the best way to deal with that hurt. We feel as if if we pretend nothing happened, if we pretend that that ex doesn't exist, if we pretend that those parents, my mother, my father, if we pretend that those people don't exist, then it's a better way to deal with that hurt and it's a better way to maneuver through life. But what we don't understand is that when we teach and implement these lessons and cultural ideas into someone's heart, it has dangerous consequences. And one of those consequences is that we learn to self-heal and medicate through sin. Again, one of the consequences of not dealing with our hurt and trauma is that we learn to medicate and quote-unquote self-heal through sin. Matthew 15 verse 18 tells us that the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart, and these defile them. He says the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart. So if we are teaching people to subliminally suppress that pain, that hurt, or trauma within their heart, where does it go? It goes into sin. It goes into smoking. It goes into drinking. It goes into having sex. It goes into the pursuit of money. And why is that? It's because we're learning these ideas from culture. Again, do them how they do you. A strong, independent woman don't need no man. A man is weak if he shows emotions or if he shows his feelings. We're learning all these ideas from culture, and we're also placing that in our heart. It's the same way you look at your actual heart. The way the blood goes, it doesn't just sit in that heart. The heart pumps blood, and it pushes out from the heart into the body. And that's the same thing that applies with our pain, our hurt, and our trauma. It can't just sit there. So that pain, that hurt, and that trauma, it has to be pumped out and pushed somewhere. But the problem is... We aren't pushing that hurt and that trauma into healthy ways. We aren't pushing it into a therapist. We aren't pushing it into a church. We aren't pushing it into venting to a friend or releasing. Because that blockage that came from cultural ideas, that blockage that came from these cultural teachings, that blockage doesn't allow that hurt and that trauma and that pain to be pumped into a healthy way. So it goes the opposite way, and it pumps it down a tube of unhealthy and sinful healing. It pumps it down a tube 
where we feel as if instead of going to a therapist, we can smoke to heal. Instead of going to a doctor, we can drink our problems away. Instead of going to church and learning about God, we can just have sex to deal with our hurt and our trauma. And to be honest, we cannot blame, condone, or point the finger at those who quote-unquote heal through sin. Because as leaders, as Christians, as a church, whatever you want to call yourself, nowadays we as people are so quick to point the finger at someone rather than offer an extending and open hand. We're so quick to look at someone and say, you're an alcoholic, you have sex, you are a HOE, you drink, you smoke, you do all these things. We're so quick to point out someone's faults. But what we don't realize is that that sin is a deeper rooted connection. People aren't out here having sex because they think it's fun. People aren't out here drinking because they think it's fun. People aren't out here smoking because they think it's fun. And to be honest, I don't care what you think. You're not drinking because you think it's fun. I've had my fair share of drinks back in the day. It's not fun. It's disgusting. It's nasty. But it was a deeper-rooted trauma to that. It was a deeper-rooted connection to that. And so when we as people are so quick to point the finger at someone and point out their flaws, what we don't understand is that we're being bad leaders within ourselves. And instead of condemning and blaming and pointing a finger at those who sin, we need to be as God called us to be. We need to understand. We need to be patient. We need to show love when we do that. You see, we want to laugh and judge a woman who has sex with multiple people. But what we don't understand is she's doing that because the only validation and love she has ever received was through sexual advances and not a loving family. We want to crucify and judge a man who resorts to murder, theft, violence, scamming, all these street things. We want to crucify and judge him, but we don't understand or see the pain he witnessed as a kid watching him being domestically beat, watching him going through domestic violence, being abused physically, mentally, emotionally. We don't see that. We want to condemn and bash the new generation for chasing drugs, for chasing sex, and for chasing money, but we don't see the hurt and the pain that this new generation goes through because when they need someone or they need help from someone, we're showing them away. We're ignoring them, and we don't see those things. These people are falling into sin. They're falling into all these different things because of a deeper rooted connection it's not just because they believe it's fun it's because that's what they've become accustomed to they follow these cultural ideas towards their hurt where people say oh just ignore your hurt or be a man or be a strong independent woman they follow these ideas and when they realize they can't heal in a healthy way they go to sin and that sin is basically a numbing agent that sin is basically a coping mechanism that sin isn't because they feel like it's fun. It's a coping mechanism that allows them to, quote unquote, heal from the trauma and the hurt and the pain that they've experienced. So no means by no means am I trying to make an excuse for people to go out and sin or say, oh, you went through this, so it's OK to sin. I'm not saying that at all, because no sin is acceptable. But what we have to understand is that as adults and leaders, we also have to take accountability. We have to be better adults and leaders as well to be able to help someone who went through a traumatic experience. So when we come in contact with that person, we aren't quick to judge, but we're quick to listen and understand the trauma that they went through. Because only then will you be able to help someone come out of that sin. Because when you teach people to subliminally ignore and unaddress their hurt, it leads them to address the hurt through sin and something I like to call self-sinful medication, where you feel sex helps your validation issues, 
where you feel alcohol and weed helps your anger issues, where you feel chasing money helps the issues you had as a kid where you didn't achieve anything. It doesn't stop there, though. You see, that self-sin medication or sinful healing leads us to the second danger of unaddressed hurt. Unaddressed hurt leads to self-inflicting behavior. Unaddressed hurt leads to self-inflicting or self-sabotaging behavior. You see, we understand that unaddressed hurt can lead to sin, but that same unaddressed hurt combined with the inclusion of sin can cause serious self-sabotaging behaviors. There's a quote I came across while researching this, of course, and it simply says, if you never heal from what hurt you, then you will bleed on people who did not cut you, including yourself. You'll bleed on people who did not cut you, including yourself. You see, if we aren't taking the time and steps to heal, or we just ignore the hurt and pretend the trauma doesn't exist, that hurt doesn't only boil up within our hearts and lead us to sin, but it will spill into behaviors that sabotage ourselves and those around us. That hurt has been built up within our heart for so long that it begins to project and it begins to showcase through self-sabotaging behaviors that we not only experience, but others experience as well. It's like someone being sick, for example. Usually when you're sick, you try to take your medicine, you take your pain pills, you take all these different things so you can kill the sickness, so you can kill those symptoms. Not only so you won't be sick, but you won't be able to get someone else sick as well. But what happens when you're not taking that medicine? What happens when you aren't going to the doctor like you should? You see, when you're sick and you're not taking that medicine and that stuff isn't being applied, that's when the sickness worsens. That's when that sickness gets more bad. And when that sickness gets more bad, it not only leaves you in a terrible state, but people that are next to you are more likely to catch what you have. And that's the same thing with the hurt, the trauma, and the pain that we deal with. The longer you go ignoring and not addressing and pretending that that trauma, that hurt doesn't exist, the more those symptoms, a.k.a. the more those self-sabotaging behaviors get. And when those self-sabotaging behaviors get worse, those around you are more likely to experience the backlash and the effect of your unaddressed hurt. And that unaddressed hurt, those symptoms, they can turn into any type of self-sabotaging behavior. And these behaviors can be anything from sinful addictions like drugs, sex, and money. They can include anger and multiple mood swings. Those self-sabotaging behaviors can look like no effort in life or a very weak effort in life. They can include a physical, an emotional, or a mental side of abuse. That self-sabotaging behavior can come in a form of disloyalty to your friends and family and relationships. And those self-sabotaging behaviors can even result in retreating and isolation from the things in life. That same thing that hurts you can also be switched around and be the same thing that hurts someone else. Again, that same thing that hurts you as a kid, if it's not dealt with, it can build up within your heart and it can be projected as a self-sabotaging behavior that begins to hurt someone else. For example, a kid who grows up in a household that experiences domestic violence. Yeah, it hurts seeing his father beat his mother it hurts him hearing that it hurts him hearing his mother's cries and things of that nature but if that kid doesn't grow up and learn to heal from that 
those same those same hurt, that same trauma, that same pain that he experienced can be spewed into his next relationship. And I look at relationships nowadays, and this is the main thing that we go through. We experience hurt in a past relationship. For example, we have two partners, and one of them experienced mental abuse. If that person who experienced mental abuse doesn't take the time to heal, they go into the next relationship with those same problems and project that behavior onto that partner. And there's no telling what the new partner came in with. So now you have a relationship full of problems for what? Because no one wants to take the time to sit down and address the hurt and the pain that they're going through. And that's just one example of a self-sabotaging behavior in a relationship. You have multiple examples. Again, like I said, anger. You have mood swings. You have people who are experiencing physical, mental, and emotional abuse. The isolation. The communication issues. There are so many self-sabotaging behaviors that stem and come from unaddressed hurt, that come from unaddressed pain, that come from ignoring your trauma and pretending it doesn't exist. But the biggest form of self-sabotaging behavior is pushing things away and pushing people away, which will take us into point number three. Unaddressed hurt stops you from receiving God and the blessings he has for you. Again, unaddressed hurt stops you from receiving God and the blessings he has for you. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 18 tells us that they are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. It says due to the hardening of their hearts. You see, sometimes that unaddressed hurt can build up so much resentment and so much badness that it creates a barrier around your heart. It creates a wall. It creates a fence. Omarion said he got that ice box where his heart used to be. It's a protection mechanism. That barrier is meant to protect the heart and is meant to protect the person from receiving any more hurt. It's meant to protect that person from receiving any more trauma, infliction any more painful experience, any more unfortunate situations. That barrier is meant to protect you from receiving those bad things. But what if I was to tell you that that same barrier, that same defense that you built around your heart, is not only blocking the bad things, but it's also blocking the good things that God wants to give you. It's also blocking the good things that God wants to bless you with. You see, for my football nerds, we look at when the Chiefs beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl. The 49ers had one of the best defenses that year, and it actually got them to the Super Bowl, but it wasn't enough to win. You see, that organization was so invested into the defense that the offense was lacking. And get this, the offense, the thing that was supposed to collect and receive points for them, failed. That thing that was supposed to be able to put points up on the board was supposed to collect and receive it wasn't enough. Why? Because the 49ers invested so much into that defense that the offense was lacking. Meanwhile, when you look at the Chiefs, they had one of the worst defenses that year. Yet their offense, the thing that was supposed to collect and receive points, got them the victory. The thing that got them the victory was their offense, not their defense. So, Marco, what are you saying? Your defense around your heart and unaddressed hurt may get you somewhere, 
But that same defense and barrier around the heart will be the biggest reason you miss your biggest blessing and opportunity. So that wall that you're building around your heart, that fence that you're building around your heart, it may protect you from the hurt, but it's also blocking your blessings. It's blocking the things that God wants to give you. It's blocking opportunities. It's blocking so many things because you feel that you're protecting yourself from hurt, but the whole time you're stopping yourself from receiving so much out of life. You may think you're protecting yourself, but in reality, you're stopping God from moving and giving to your life. God may be trying to bless you with a new wife or a new husband, but that barrier around your heart, which came from your previous relationship, doesn't allow you to receive what God wants to give you. God may be trying to bless you with a new church home, but the previous hurt from the church built such a strong wall that it doesn't allow you to experience the new blessing that God wants to give you. You see, that scripture said, darkened in their understanding. God may be trying to put something new and fresh in you, but you've been so tainted and so darkened by that unaddressed hurt that you don't know how to receive or use what God is giving you. Again, I go back to that relationship example because I've experienced this. I was so tainted by my previous relationships, by my previous endeavors, that when God finally gave me something beautiful, I didn't even know what to do with it because I let my previous experiences taint the new experience on what God has given me. I built a wall around my heart and I couldn't even receive what God had blessed me with. And that is what a lot of us are doing today. We're building a wall around our heart and we can't receive what God is trying to give us. And when that good thing walks away, it does nothing but add to that wall. And we may blame the new thing, but sometimes we got to look at ourselves and hold ourselves accountable. That defense that we built around our heart is the same reason we are missing blessings. It's the same reason we are missing opportunities. It's the same reason we are missing God trying to speak to us and take us into a new direction and take us into a place of elevation. The defense around your heart is what's killing your life right now. And if you can't receive what God is trying to do for you, then you carry that unaddressed hurt, that unaddressed pain, and that unaddressed trauma into the next generation. And that brings us to our fourth and final point. Unaddressed hurt leads the next generation dealing with the same thing that you try to ignore. Unaddressed hurt leads to the next generation dealing with the same thing, that same hurt, that same pain and trauma that you try to ignore. So we all know that God has plans for us. Jeremiah 29, 11, our favorite scripture. We know that God has plans for us to give us hope, to give us a future, and to prosper. We know that God wants to heal us. He wants to take us into a new direction. He has so many promises for us. But how can we receive these promises? How can we experience that healing? And how can we prosper if we can't receive what he needs us to do? You see, when we don't address our hurt, we eventually pass that built-up hurt and that sabotaging behavior and that wall around our heart. We pass it to the next generation. And from there, you've now created the birth of a generational curse. You see, if we pass our unaddressed hurt and our trauma to the next generation, how do we expect the world to get better? If we want our kids to be successful, how do we expect them to do that if we're passing our unaddressed trauma onto them? How do we expect to find, quote unquote, good people in this world if very few of us are willing to actually deal with our hurt and our trauma? You see, most of us want to be the one who wants to break generational curses amongst our family and amongst our community. But the only way you're going to break those chains, that generational curse, 
is by first receiving what God has for you and then by addressing the hurt that's been built in your heart. But if you don't address that hurt, then you can't receive what God has for you. And if you can't receive what God has for you, you're going to be stuck dealing with that hurt. And then you're going to leave your kids to deal with that. And that's not fair to the kid because they weren't born into the life and they didn't ask for that. It's up to us as adults, as leaders, as Christians, whatever you want to call yourself. It's up to you to step up to the plate and say, I'm going to be the one to break this generational curse. I'm going to be the one to do what my family couldn't do. And that's deal with this unaddressed hurt. That's deal with this unaddressed trauma. That's deal with this unaddressed pain. Because let me tell you, that is what's killing this world now. We follow a culture where we think it's cool to ignore our hurt. We think it's cool to pretend our trauma doesn't exist. We think it's cool to substitute going to church, going to see a therapist, going to talk to a doctor. We think it's cool to substitute that stuff with drugs, with sex, with money. That's the demographic that's being pushed right now, that you don't have to deal with those things through church, through a therapist, through a doctor. If you smoke some weed, if you get some money, if you have sex with all these people, that hurt will eventually go away. But I'm here to tell you it's not. That hurt will not go away by replacing it with sinful things. That hurt will not go away by replacing it with lust, by replacing it with the pursuit of money. Because at the end of the day, when you're old and you're in that rocking chair and you're on your deathbed and you spent your life chasing all these things and you still have that hurt in your heart, you're going to realize that you didn't address it. You're going to realize that following culture was wrong and you're going to be living with regret. And God sent me here to let you all know that he does not want you living with regret. God wants you all to prosper. God wants you all to succeed. And the only way to do that is to step out on faith and to address that hurt. If you don't address that hurt, you're going to continue to follow into sinful actions. You're going to continue falling into sinful addictions. You're going to fall into your pornography addiction, your alcoholism, your sex addiction. You're going to fall into all those things. And those things spiral into self-sabotaging behaviors that not only affect you, but they affect those around you. And when you push those self-sabotaging behaviors onto people, they push it onto others and so on and so forth. And that unaddressed hurt, that unaddressed trauma, it begins to create a barrier around your heart. It doesn't allow you to receive what God has for you. It doesn't allow you to experience new blessings, new things out of life. Because those barriers are so strong that it literally bounces off the wall that you've put around your heart. And when you have that wall up on your heart for years and years and years, you give birth to a kid who now has to take what you were afraid to deal with and carry that through their life. And if they can't deal with it, they give it to the next kid and so on and so forth. And that's why it's so difficult to break generational curses. So in this series, I just pray and I hope that God will lead me into a place where we can actually heal from our hurt, that God will lead me into a place that we can heal from our pain, that God will heal me from a place, will bring me to a place where we can all heal from our trauma. Because that's what we're going to experience in this series. That's what we're going to do in this series. I'm proclaiming it now. We are going to heal from the things that try to hold us back. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be difficult. But I promise you, it'll be one of the most rewarding experiences that we can ever feel. Because God is leading us, and if he is with us, who can be against us? So I hope this episode was informational to you all. I hope that you guys were able to get something out of this. And that we actually take the time to start addressing our pain. 
if you guys like this episode, if you found it useful, be sure to share it with your friends and family. Don't forget to now turn on post notifications, download the episode. And until next time, peace.